our confession should line up with the word of God. Our sayings, our speech, our talk should line up with the word of God, line up with the spirit of God. You know that the word of God and the spirit of God are Our topical issue right now is the role of confession. In Colossians chapter 2 from verse 6, it says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So it says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Now, how did we receive Jesus Christ as Lord? How did we receive him? So that's an important question to ask because when we ask that and we have a clear answer to that, then it's easy for us or easier for us to deal with the other, to, to continue in him since that's we know how we came into this salvation. Amen? In Romans chapter 10, the scriptures begin to tell us what anyone, what we did is what anyone will do to come into Christ or could do to come into Christ. Amen? It says, but the righteousness, I'll read from verse 6, but the righteousness which is of faith, speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He said, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He's trying to tell us what the principle is. He says, for if thou shalt confess, there is an if, which is a precondition. Praise God. Hallelujah. If is a condition. If you confess with your mouth the lordship of Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You will come into salvation. You will come into deliverance. You will come into uh, uh, deliverance from both temporal and permanent danger. You will come into God's shalom, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. It says, for with the heart, why did he say that you should do it this way? Because there's a principle. The principle is, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession, profession, admission is made unto salvation. Now, this word confession here is the Greek word homologeo. It was contracted to uh, hemologos, which is saying the logos. The word hemo, all right, meaning together or in one accord. Then logos, which is the account, the cause, communication, report, sayings, speech, talk, utterance, word, intent, or preaching, or the divine expression. To us, logos is the divine expression. 
what God has said. Praise God. And so when we put it together or in one accord with the divine expression. So homolego for us is, is, is working together with the divine expression. Hallelujah. So being in, con, in, in con, giving consent to the divine expression. Praise the Lord Jesus. Homologos, all right, all right, means to say, to say the same thing, to say it together with God, to say the same thing in line with the divine expression. That our utterance, let's just keep looking at it, it means to assent, it means to admit, or to confess. To confess publicly, to proclaim, to promise, to agree with, or to consent to the desire of another, and in our case, the Lord, in an absolute sense. Praise God. We confess in return to what God is saying. We also respond in praise. Hallelujah. So when God is speaking to us or says something, to confess, our confession should be what God has said in agreement, in agreement, in acknowledgement, being fully persuaded that what God is saying is what we're saying. But let's keep dealing with confession because confession comes, is the thing that we are declaring. Is our expression. The Bible says that, and it is the sum of our speech, our talkings. Hallelujah. Is our intent. Hallelujah. Is our report. Our sayings. That's our confession. So whether you're joking or you're serious, they're your sayings. So it includes the things you're saying while you're idle. And our confession should come out of our epignosis, thorough knowledge. What do we know about God? Our speech should come out of our epignosis, our thorough knowledge of the word of God. God wants us to speak knowing what we're talking about. Ken Hagen taught us that Faith is a concomitant of knowledge. Where the knowledge of the word of God is there, faith is there. So if you don't have a thorough knowledge of the word of God, your faith is not real. Because it won't work when it is tried. It does not have any deep root. It just sprang up. You're excited. You heard something. You're excited and you run with it. And when the sun comes out, it will scourge it. Why? It does not have a deep root. How does our salvation work? Because this word salvation is a big word. It, include, it includes deliverance. How does our deliverance work? The Bible says in Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance, there shall be holiness, and the sons of Jacob shall possess their possessions. A lot of times we will pray, except our faith is in place, the prayer is just motion. And our confession is the expression of our faith. 
In fact, everybody's talk is an expression of what they really believe. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Unbelief can be heard in somebody's speech. Doubt can be heard and seen in somebody's speech. You can be saying the wrong things and really be in faith. It cannot work. You will not be together. You will not be in one accord. Bible says, can two walk together except they be agreed? That's why the, the scriptures discountenances uh, jesting that are not convenient. You're not supposed to be a joker. What I mean is joking in the wrong sense. You can make a face sometime, say something funny sometime, but you're not supposed to be saying negative things just to be funny because those negative things you're saying are directly impacting your faith. They're impacting the direction of your life. We are supposed to grow in the Lord, not stay where we were. And this growth comes from knowledge of the word of God, the will of God, and going in line with it. And one of the first things we're going to learn, or which we should have learned as Christians, is to talk right. Because our being defeated or walking in the victory that Jesus has already wrought for us or worked out for us is in us being able to be in one accord with the divine expression, to acknowledge, to assent, to admit, to agree with God. Hallelujah. Amos 3 verse 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? If God says that you are the strongest uh, and the mightiest force in the earth and you say you're a worm, are you in agreement? The opposite of us assenting is to deny or to refuse or to dissent. To say something different or affirm something different from what God from the divine expression. The first place where we're going to start from is that we're going to tell ourselves. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, it was said that a certain man saw him in the morning and greeted him and said, Hi, and Smith greeted the man and then he asked him, how's Smith doing this morning? And Smith said, Brother Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't ask Smith how he feels, I tell him how he feels. Hallelujah. Our feelings, our expressions should be together with the divine expression. What God wants us, what God says is true. We have to believe that God is true. You know, Christianity is a believing lifestyle. It is called the great confession because we're declaring what God has said in his word. We Think in line with God. Our hearts are filled with how he thinks so that we will produce what he expects us to produce so that we can go where he wants us to go. The ultimate thing is not to be, to be perfect, is to be able to control one's speech. I found that in my Christian life, hallelujah, over the years, that if anything is wrong, I should look at what I've been saying. What have I been saying? 
With your mouth, you can build a big fortress. With your mouth, you can build a glass house. And in wartime, glass houses are not a good thing. And how many of us know we're in a warfare? Daily, people are being bombarded with thoughts, with ideas. The enemy endeavors through the world to try to give us ideas that limit who we are and make us to conform to this world. And the Bible says to us in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. So I'm not going to agree with the world because to agree with the world, we produce defeat. You know, a lot of times when we are watching TV and the world are in expression, they're saying things about how they see things. And if you don't take time, they will blackmail you into agreeing with them. Unawares. Or just because you've heard it for so long, you think it is the right thing and you start talking like that and you bring yourself to that place. Because out of the abundance of what we believe in our hearts, we speak. When God says that with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, first you believe with your heart, then with your mouth you declare, then the attainment comes. The manifestation comes. So we hear the word of God. We believe it in our hearts. We declare it with our mouths. We give it expression. What you have believed, you give expression to. Then the manifestation will take place. Provided that it is from God. That is why sometimes... We may seem to prophesy, and if it doesn't come to pass, people are in panic. You know, it's like, what happened? It was a faith problem. There are three things there. You receive the word of God. You believe it with your heart. Then you react to it, to your declaration, in faith, in being persuaded, in having a thorough understanding and knowledge of what you have heard, you are reproducing it. You are saying it again as it is, as though it came from you and you affirm, you hold tenaciously to it. You don't change your mind. You don't shift ground for the enemy. This principle works all the time. Whether you believe it or not, it's working all the time. The scripture tells us a fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the trappings, the traps. You know what a snare is? A trap. That's how somebody perishes. A fool's mouth is not working. Nothing seems to be working for the person. He keeps confessing how that everything is bad. 
Listen, if you started from there, that's not a bad place. Now that you know the truth, change direction. That's repentance. When you know something, you change direction. And it is for the believer. The reason is that we're not just talking. We're talking God's talk. In John chapter 8 verse 43, it says, Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word, my speech, my sayings, declarations, confessions, preachings. When you don't know what God is saying or doing, you will fail in spite of all the promises of God. If you don't know the speech, you will fail in spite of all the promises of God and the best intentions of God. Our confession should line up with the word of God. Our sayings, our speech, our talk should line up with the word of God, line up with the spirit of God. You know that the word of God and the spirit of God agree in one. If God says something, we ought to agree with him. We're not supposed to dissent from God. That is to oppose God. Actually, the Bible says it means that we're opposing ourselves. If God says that you are free, you ought to agree that you are free. In spite of how you are feeling, your feelings have nothing to do with faith. Feeling is in the sense realm. Your feeling is in the sense realm. Fear is in the sense realm. Because it came out of the sum of the physical information you had about dangerous things in the world. Let's look at scripture. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. What is this? Teach us. Praise God. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, what's that? In speech, in talk. The same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the, the whole body, to control the body. That man whose speech is right, whose sayings line up with the divine expression, will control his body. He says, we put beats in horses' mouths that they may obey us. We turn their whole body. Look also at ships, ocean-going vessels. Although they are so large, are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. So that small steering wheel turns that big ocean-going vessel, all right, some look like football pitches, some are big, large things, and that little steering wheel is what he uses to turn it, and it will follow the direction of the pilot. Hallelujah. Even so, 
The tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. It says, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. It defiles the whole body. When you start talking vulgar talk, it will defile your whole body. It will mess you up. It can also sanctify the whole body. What he's trying to tell you here is that the tongue has such an effect. The place where it's positioned in the body, it has such an effect that it can set the course of nature. It can do things to you. As you're talking, you don't know it's affecting you. And stuff will start happening. Let's keep going. It says, for every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and had been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. If it's poison that is in your mouth, it will poison your whole system. It will set you ablaze. It will put you in a place that you shouldn't be. But we can use it wisely. It's a tool. The scripture says that a wholesome tongue is, the, is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. And a tree of life, you, you, you can always pluck fruit that will take you forward. That will give you abundant life. You will have zoe. You will live the life of God. You will have length of days. You will have peace. You have things that make your life better.